part, you never want none. none. The beef starts, beef starts, and run them out. Run. I don't get out with bitches and the crooked shady bitches that want to... And it's all just so fucking tedious because I just want to make something. You said it wasn't right. Fuck you, tools. I think I'm a... I hate any software or tool that doesn't work exactly like the inside of my brain. Which is, I guess, all of them. Anyway, welcome to Breakup Gaming Society. I am your uh, your host, Mortarian, broadcasting to you from the curdled remains of the Imperium in Southern Colorado. I'm not going to do a big intro. Um, uh, the Breakup Gaming Society is simple. Booze, board games, hip-hop, that's it. Um, but the uh, drinks and hip-hop part are going to be truncated because we have a really cool game of the week. I remote interviewed an old friend, and why I thought it was cool is that I um, got to see the hobby through the eyes of a new player. Despite knowing that I'd been into strategy games for years and had a collection in the dozens, he just up and bought himself a copy of Settlers of Catan, which I've never played. And I had, he showed me a picture of it via text. I'm like, what's that like? Well, he hopped on and told us all about it. We'll be right back with a short drink of the week, and then we're, we're going to get to um, figuring out what my friend experienced when picking up Settlers of Catan for the first time. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. So this is going to be a short one. Based on the liquid level in this bottle, I've already had Colorado... Uh, uh, mountain bourbon whiskey from Axe in the Oak Distillery, who I've talked about lovingly on several previous episodes because of their um, Pikes Peak shine. And I always meant to go and, and get a bottle of this and then talk about it, but the only thing is I think I helped drink about half this bottle but don't remember it because we were back at the Black Monarch Hotel and that room had that, a bottle of the moonshine in it, some Suntory whiskey, some Huradura Ultra, and some gin. And I remember, like, towards the end of the night, I was just picking up and slugging whatever bottle was near nearest me. So today I decided to take the amount I'd saved and, and, and drink it, and I'm glad I did. Um, short version, it's sweet and rich and a nice balanced burn. Um, a little too sweet for me, but the sweetness in and of itself has such depth. And to this critically untrained tongue the real symphony of it the crescendo comes at the middle stage when you just get this resounding mapley flavor it has a lot of layers to it and then again then proceeded and chased with it with a nice burn um i'm probably likely to go back just to their hill shine just because it's such a unique animal and i love it so much but Nothing that comes out of this distillery is bad, and if you'd like a sweet, rich, bourbon-style whiskey, you'd be well advised to pick up a bottle of this, too. All right, back momentarily to talk with my buddy about picking up Catan and getting the training wheels on. Game of the Week! Hello, everybody. High Clearance Meat Sack is back with, with an old friend. Calling in from L.A. is none other than uh, my old homie and brother-in-arms, Cap Shaw Holt. Hello. 
Hey, how's it going? Spectacular, and I'm interested because the other day you texted me an image of what was unmistakably a, a box containing the game Settlers of Catan. Am I wrong? That is indeed correct. So, and this is weird because you know that I've been sort of a fanatic hobby gamer, deep into it for mm -hmm. you know, quite a bit. And to, to make an analogy, imagine that you're really into prog rock and mm -hmm. you bore all your friends talking about what your favorite song on Court of the Crimson King is, and none of your friends are really into music at all, but they, but they put up with you. But one yeah. day, your friend texts you and says, hey, look, I got this Jonas Brothers CD. You ever, ever heard of Camel? Yeah. <laughs> Camel's amazing. <laughs> uh, so, right. Yeah. I mean, it came. Yeah. So go ahead. So tell, tell me how it is that you started what? playing Settlers of Catan, because the background for me is this. Uh -huh. I, it, Settlers of Catan is almost the universally approved entry point to hobby board gaming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's almost nobody on like the the massive and well traveled like Reddit um, board gaming community who has not played it. They make mm -hmm. they knit Catan pillowcases. They make Catan mm -hmm. cupcakes. <laughs> they, they they do Catan murals and, and they all right. play Catan. I have never played it. I took a really weird turn into the hobby by starting with buying one of the most expensive and unwieldy titles in the game unbeknownst and that was like our first game it mm -hmm. was it was arkham horror from fantasy flight <laughs> mm -hmm. and then we and then things just got weirder from there so tell me how, how'd you get a so, and why okay um i kind of think of it like uh all of a sudden Kind of annoying, like all of a sudden the guy the, that, that gets into Led Zeppelin all of a sudden, like, yeah, of course, it's Led Zeppelin. What are you, what are you talking about? I just started listening to Led Zeppelin. I'm like, you guys, you ever heard of Led Zeppelin? Because um, uh, this game, you know, I, I've been online long enough and, and paying attention to pop culture and the world. And I know that it's, you know, second only to You Have Died of Dysentery. Like, this is the game that... Um, is some kind of north star for the community um there is and uh i i've never i haven't played any board games since maybe like you know shoots and ladders um back in the day um and um we are suffering through you know covid times and we uh, have been playing gin rummy with our our, our kind of pandemic uh, partner, our friend in in disease, and we've been playing that for weeks. And we kind of or months, really. Gosh, uh, our scores we're at like eight thousand nine hundred and ten to like eight thousand four hundred and four. You know, we've been thousands and thousands of games. Uh, that sounds so grim. It was three of clubs man um so um we needed we were you know we wanted to do some other things the holidays were coming up we we're like we, need, we gotta do you know we've got to do some some new things and uh my wife uh heather was like you know what about some board games Ugh, board games okay sure you know um and she went down to target and picked up um some 
uh, a mystery, some kind of mystery board game. I can't remember the name of it. I don't really have it here in front of me, but also Katan. Um, she did the research, she got online and- oh, Pardon the interruption, was that game Mysterium? Mysterium. Doesn't matter, go ahead. Yeah, I can go into the other room and look. Um, yeah, 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 don't bother. And Mysterium. Oh, interesting. That looks, that could be it. So, um, I was, um, you know, intrigued just because, okay, you know, he is, it's a kind of thing, like, the more popular I hear about something, the more I, the, the less likely I am to be interested. Um, and I've been hearing about this for so long that I had zero interest because it's wildly popular and, and it's just not for me. And I know that it drives it's some interesting in Capshaw. I re realized late in life that I was deeply ingrained with, and this point, my dad did this too, a, a, a deep, um, contempt for and mistrust of anything that is enjoyed by lots of people. Yeah, exactly. And like, okay, too many people like this thing is not for me. Um, and, um, you know, so that, that's, 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 that's a fault. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, that's, that's a really awesome way to go through life. Um, that's just mm. kind of how, how it was. So I was never going to go out and, and pick it up on my own. Um, and uh, suddenly it was in, it was in the apartment, uh, Klaus Tuber's Catan, which I guess, uh, as we discussed earlier, it's, it's now Catan, not Settlers of Catan. Um, and I probably mispronounced it the first time. Um, Caton. <laughs> uh, um, trade, build, settle. You know, I was, I, don't know, I was excited to, I, wasn't, I, don't know, I was interested. I was curious. Like, okay, here's my opportunity. Here's this thing now. Now I have this game. I'm going to have to, you know, I can't avoid it anymore. It was almost like, okay, I have to wrestle with this now. It's now in the apartment. There's the box. I'm looking at it. I have to address this longstanding unspoken uh, dislike of this, this particular game and popular games in general. Uh, again, not fair, not cool, um, but here it is. I got to deal with this. Um, and of course, where do you start with somebody that's never listened to Led Zeppelin before? You know, do you do you throw houses of the holy at them? I, I don't know. Um, uh, so so how, how and 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 this I share that personality flaw, by the way. As we just I I, I do uh, this thing, where I'll, I'll get excited about a game. I, I like playing them. I hate learning them. Sometimes that they'll be in their shrink wrap mm. for weeks. And then I'll do the thing where I'll take the step by, I'll undo the shrink wrap and I will look at the components. And then maybe <laughs> another two weeks later, I'll start reading the rules slowly. That's funny. Um, because, you know, I, I'm familiar, you know, I'm, I've, I've played strategy games. You know, I used to play Age of Empires uh, on my old PC, actually. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I get it. I like it. The, the concern for me is that I really like it and I don't have seven hours a day to really, you know, commit to that level of, of, of game to, to play it properly and to really get involved and really manage, you know, my, my crops, if you will. Um, so um, I knew there was going to be, I knew the general idea of how this game was, was going to be played uh, as far as resources and that kind of thing goes. Uh, but when we opened it, you know, and like, you, you know, here are the pieces. I'm like, oh, brother, 
Oh, brother. Oh, my God. What is this? There's a lot of little pieces here. This already looks like more than I feel like dealing with. Oh, my God. Building costs? Wait, road settlement? Oh, no. Oh, what is it? Oh, a whole deck of cards? What are, the, what are these numbers? What are these What are these things? Are these, oh, they're little houses? Oh, they, and there's dice. And there's more of these tiles? Oh, no. Too many things. This is going to be... I don't feel like doing this. Um, I'd rather just play cards. Um, the guitar shop has some pretty cool stuff, though. Uh, nice shirts. Uh, so a little daunting at first, having to, you know, stitch together and learn a new thing. And I didn't really feel, I wasn't really super excited to learn a new thing. Uh, but, you know, we, we, put the, we put the game down, got out all the pieces, you know, punctured, uh, you know, took them all out of their little cardboard kind of frames, you know which is kind of fun. It's kind of like popping those uh, packing peanuts. Dude, p p punch, uh, yes, punching the cardboard is one of the best early yeah. activities, no doubt. It was, it was pretty fun. Um, you know, and getting the lay of the land um, and seeing what we have to, uh, to work with. And, you know, the, the, the art is, is pretty cool. You know, they're, they're good looking pieces. And it's obviously, it's a, it's a quality operation. Everything is nice. The pieces are clean and clean edged and, and the art is cool. Um, the, the stuff on the cards, the information, you know, maybe you can shed some light on this. Some of the wording and, and the phrasing is a little, little awkward. Um, and I don't know if it's lost in translation kind of thing, but there's some, some strange, strangely written kind of things I thought. Um, and uh, okay. So, here it is, you know, we're, we're stuck here in our apartment for, for pandemic issues and I'm gonna learn this game. Pop it all over pieces. Uh, wow, this looks yeah, pretty I'm cool. Sorry, speaking of pieces, are you currently rolling a couple of them around in your fingers? Yes, I currently have the building costs uh, card in my hand. Um, <laughs> and uh, I each, and then also the deck of cards, but the building costs, if you recall, road, settlement, city, and development cards. Development cards are really interesting. Uh, and I, I've determined, so kind of jumping ahead, but trying to start to figure out strategy behind, you know, can you kind of fake your way through a game by just hoarding development cards as quickly as possible and, you know, maybe build a, a few roads here and there and, and, you know, in a city. But if you can just glom onto as many development cards, can you kind of like, clues your way to a victory um anyway it's kind of that, something i was thinking about the last time i played well one of the dictums i formed in my first you know year or two of just buying a ton of these games is basically your first three plays are just to figure out the mechanics then you start doing strategy yeah and that was the thing there are so we, we we put these things out on the table and we're you know they so the, the game rules in the almanac now I, I appreciate a good, a good guidebook and, and all that kind of thing, but this, and I don't know if I just don't get it or I'm not a good reader anymore. Perhaps I'm slowly becoming less intellectually uh, adept at understanding game rules, but very confusing rules, uh, at least the way they were written and the way that you it's, are not alone. It, <laughs> the way that it's written you know, we make it easy as possible for you to start playing Catan, da 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 
this is not the easiest way to learn how to play this game. There's got to be an easier way. Um, this four-page rules, pages two through five. Again, the way that it's, it's written was so – it's not written in an information uh, – I think an information architect or somebody that knew how to, do, to communicate information more like in an internet-y kind of way would, would, should address this and reformat this and rewrite it and make it make sense. I own I own three classic games uh, that are beloved titles, but because of the issues like the one you're flagging, there are people on uh, BoardGameGeek.com who have actually released fan written rules. Like everyone <clears throat> agrees, the rule book is terrible, but it's a great game. We use this rule book. Aha! And you're right; I, it, it is a tremendous study in uh, uh, user experience and IA. And it's like, yeah, and and. I don't know if it's a function of being, you know, exposed to uh, material that's better written for, for, you know, for a decade, um, or I'm just not getting the manner in which it's written. Is it, is it just bad, badly presented, or do I just not get it? Um, either way, it wasn't sticking, and, you know, we would go over sentences like a couple times, like, well, what, is, what does that mean exactly? Why would you say that after this? And then what is this referring to? What illustration? Why are you, this illustration is the exact same as the other. So there were some confusions about the, you know, I guess I'll say our startup time was, was, was rough um, because couldn't really tell uh, exactly what we were supposed to be doing. That's, so I didn't know it at the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I, uh, we bought, uh, Arkham Horror, which you know is not only a, a beast of a game in terms of components, playtime, and and weird fiddle. I didn't realize also that it was also one of the notoriously poorly written rule books. And I was sitting there mm. trying to just play test. the 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 figures way is to just follow the here. Here's here's my. It, this would be my four step thing to anybody trying to learn one of these things. Is one mm -hmm. break it out and follow just read and follow the setup thing. Mm -hmm. And then before anyone else is involved, see if you can play around by yourself. Mm. Just, just you, so you can see what you bump into and how many times you have to go back to the rule book. Then you do a play test with just you, know, you and one other person, then you can stick it on your friends. So yeah. <laughs> let, let me ask you this, have you, uh, are you, are you regularly playing it now or do you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it took like, for instance, we played, I think we played two, two full, maybe even three. No, at least two games where we misscored the entire thing. Cause uh, for whatever reason, uh, we thought roads, you could actually score, uh, resources because based on roads, uh, which is not the case, or if it is the case, now we're still wrong. Um, so, there, there is still some confusion. We, we definitely don't know exactly what's going on yet. But um, playing the game with roads counting as ways to generate um, resources uh, was, was incorrect. We're like, well, why are we all out of cards? Because we would we'd burn through all of our deck of, of cards. Couldn't figure that out. Um, mm -hmm. So we are still playing and we're getting better. Uh, and I. We've actually, uh, we've got a, this guy, a friend of ours that we're going to try to get to, to join us on Zoom, who used to go to, you know, conferences for this kind of thing and, and maybe point out where we're making some, some mistakes 
but I think we finally have the nuts and bolts clear and, and understood, um, which is, you know, it feels a lot better now. And there was a sense, there was a, there was a moment where it crystallized after like the fourth game or so or where, yeah, you, there was an aha kind of moment. Like, oh, okay. Well, now that makes a lot more sense. Um, but it, the the ramp up time to to understand it and to kind of internalize it was uncomfortable. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it it eventually like this distance rule. Like, what do you mean the like, Where did that come from? Distance rule. Why can't you just build there? What does it matter? And, you know, then I'm trying to outthink the game. Like, well, what's the what's the reason they chose to make this rule? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and I don't know, just leaning too much, you know, s s surplus intellectuality on it to try to make it make some sense. Um, but now I think we've got all the details and kind of the actual pieces that have to happen lined up now the almanac we still check it it's always in my hand when we're playing like okay well wait a second what, do you, what about this what about this um but it's starting to it started to become clear how this game operates on a turn-by-turn -turn basis um okay good yeah yeah and <coughs> i'm also play again and i assume the next time we talk about it you're gonna uh be able to talk about which of the five strategies you're using and in which situations and that's the and that's where I think I'm actually getting excited is that there's just like I can just barely peek out from from behind this this you know thicket of confusion to see where oh there's some real opportunity to spend some time thinking about your approach and, and thinking about how you're going to line things up. Um, you just described and this is fun for me because these sensations in me are several several years old, which is two two glorious things. One, which is the absolute out to sea of playing it the first couple times and two the glorious moment when you start to connect mechanics to strategy i have mm -hmm. friends who can do this where you'll be reading the rules and i'll read a rule and everyone at the table will go oh because they realize <laughs> and I'm, I'm terrified i'm looking at the table like what are you talking about oh that didn't mean anything but on my fourth uh -huh. play i'll be like oh that means i can do this to them cool that's exactly okay because I'm looking at these little ports thinking, who cares? Why, like, why do I care about a little port? This is, it's way off on the, in the ocean. I'm not gonna invest any time putting any, any settlements out there because I need to secure some other turf uh, until I secured a nice two to one port. And uh, I also had double, um, like kind of because of the way we had the board set up, I had a ton of the, um, uh, what's it called? Where the sheep are? The the sheep card? What are the sheep? Are they settled? They pasture? I don't know. Whatever the sheep thing is. Um, and I had a ton of that. And I had a two-for-one pasture kind of uh, port. So I was able to, even though I had zero brick, access access to zero brick, I had so much brick because I was just wheeling and dealing these, this, these, the sheep cards with my port. So something that I thought was kind of, you know, bullshitty and kind of silly actually became a key component to a strategy. And that is a, another beautiful component of game design, which you'll notice that in a lot of uh, games like that, which require you to sort of, you know, keep an eye on the, the, the burner temp on four or five different pots on the stove, mm -hmm. is that they will create 
not you, you read the card and it sounds unimpressive or you'll look at the yeah they, they will exactly. create subtle little connective tissue strategies which if, if you run them all of a sudden have this big impact on the game yeah and that's starting to become clear like i would get yeah. a night card and like oh great a couple of night cards this is why don't this is not interesting um oh i have the three night cards now wait a second all of a sudden that victory point points uh you know keeps me uh you know ahead of building my longest road now i don't need to build my longest road anymore so i can yeah so i i can see where these small steps and these small elements start to combine to create a far richer experience than, than i had initially <laughs> believed i was going to be involved in um and that and that's yeah. actually one of the things you know there, there's a point at which christopher i stopped buying games there's some people you know the average like deep hobby gamers three four hundred 500 titles on their shelves and i'm like how how are you meaning meaningfully playing any of that dude um if you and I, i've always enjoyed being that i'm a slow uptake and the kind of things you're talking about is playing a game deeply because sometimes you can play the, that game for a year and still some see some subtle strategic nuance that it, it it's a fantastic experience also in terms of developing a game everything you've described to me is absolutely normal <laughs> that, that, that's just what uh, um, I will say the uh, the other kind of important thing I feel is like and again this is based on my kind of feeble understanding of the mechanics which also could be wrong but the trading aspect and, and, and being able to work with people to get the various uh, kind of resources that you need you want to play with people that are, are fun to play with and uh, curmudgeonly, because I think a lot of the fun, at least so far, has been the almost role-playing and, and the character, you know, your personal character of how you wheel and deal to try to make these trades happen. Then, then you're into, <coughs> excuse me, the, uh, the glories of the metagame. And that is, and, and this is what I've always maintained is that, uh, Without good friends, no game will be good. Mm -hmm. it, it does not matter how awesome yeah, the yeah, yeah. mind is. If you are playing with shit bags, none of it is going to be good because you will have people who will viciously metagame to, you know, do irrational things. Like for example, if you like do some completely logical thing, here's 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 the best tool, social tool that I think a group of gamers can bring to each other, and that is the understanding that, hey. I look across the table, I love you to death, but I'm gonna play according to the logic of this game. I'm gonna cut your fucking throat if I have to. I expect yes. you in a two hours, it's all gonna be good. Some people get unbalanced by this and they'll do shit like, if you made some move against them early in the game, we'll forget about winning and focus everything just on screwing you over and, and the game's ruined. Yeah, it's more fun to play with fun people and that's obvi obvious, but I think, you know, there's there's two games, like you said, the meta game. There's there's two games going on. Um, you'd only say three games. The three games is not you know going insane from being locked down from COVID. Um, but you know, I wouldn't want to play at least yet with people that were too serious about it because uh, it's Did fun you have to. Some chips in your hands. Uh, yeah. You put them down. Thank you, brother. It was, it, there's like this rattling and I'm like, he's fiddling with components. 
I'm not. They're away. I'll put it away. Um, I was looking over the, I was looking over the game uh, almanac too because there's some of the phrasing that I, I should have highlighted it because I was so enraging. Um, this victory points, like knock it off. You don't need that. You don't need a a, a Obama looking logo with for victory points as a separate thing. Um, we get it. Just say it anyway. Yeah. Um, um, well, well written rule books are a thing of big celebration in the community as you as you as you can see and and just to give you my probably favorite four player asymmetrical area control game is a masterpiece called <clears throat> excuse me chaos in the old world where mm -hmm. four players play um take the part of the 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 chaos gods from uh the warhammer universe and you all compete for the right to ruin the plane of mortals and um uh -huh. I would almost always play <clears throat> as Nurgle, who's the uh, the plague, uh, the grandfather Nurgle, the the plague god. And for a year we played it, and I would never win. It got to the point where I usually don't do this, but I started going on to Board Game Geek and reading strategy write-ups to try to find out what the hell I was. I mean, Christopher, Christopher, uh, there's no Christopher on here. Your name's Capshaw. Anyway. <laughs> Um, not even close to winning, like not even in the game. And I real, uh, we realized after a year of playing it, that there was this little scoring step we were skipping and getting. Uh -huh. And all, of, and we, we did that and all of a sudden I was competitive <laughs> after a year. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, I did not, I did not think that I am, um, yeah. I, I don't know how to figure it out. I know there's a lot to learn and I, I am interested in learning more because uh, I do feel like there is a larger, more nuanced world out there that I, I can explore and, and do, I think I can do fairly well at. Um, but I also think that it's contingent on playing, uh, right now my success is based on playing the same two people. I, I would wonder how well things will go playing other people. And I think eventually gonna need to play other people to really be any you know, good at this game. Play, play, play with fun people who play fair and, and mm. all, the, all your games will be good. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, we'll keep playing. Uh, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. I'm not gonna buy a t-shirt or, or you know, do anything like that. Um, I probably will get online and maybe watch a few uh, strategy kind of ideas and, and, and points of view and perspectives um, because I want to crush my opponents uh, and see if I'm driven before me. Add up, boy. Uh, my <laughs> sorry, wife. Um, I have crushed you. Um, talk to me after the game. Um, and it's um, you know. We got another one, and this is another longest. Uh, we got one called Godzilla, actually, um, and it barely getting. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Godzilla board game. Um, uh, news to me. Okay, it's called. Um, it's Funko. It's a Funko Godzilla it's called Tokyo Clash. Um, oh, sorry, bro. Game. I'm getting a lot of uh, background noise from component fiddle. Uh, Godzilla, Tokyo Clash. It's a brand new game. Um, it's from the uh, those guys, the, the Funko, the Funko people. You know, the, those little figurines they make those. You know? Yeah, Funko Pop. Yeah, those folks. 
So it's called Godzilla Tokyo Clash. We started, well, we attempted to play it New Year's Eve and we opened that box and the pieces were, were a myriad. I mean, it was like the, like it was full of stars. It was just too much. It was overwhelming. Um, so we can talk about that maybe sometime other time, but once we got the pieces out and started doing things, we realized uh, we just put it all back, put it all away. <laughs> and we like, we're not playing this game. This is far too complicated. Um, it made, you know, it, it made me long for the, the challenges of Catan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Quick jump, jump back to the notionally familiar facts. Yes. Yeah, so just, just, at least I, I know vaguely how to play this game, but this whole Godzilla thing was just a, far too complicated so may i suggest in a similar vein obtaining a copy of king of tokyo king of tokyo all right it, it, um what i've noticed funny you said you got that at target because i noticed right about the time some of the big like uh the 2010 ish renaissance and board game design at this point you have an explosion of game designs like five six seven dozen really good designs a year Mm. And then that's not even all the fucking Kickstarters and everything. And um, and that right about that time, strategy games, Target, God bless them, they they read the waters because and they opened a strategy game section. I remember like almost overnight, the choices went from just you know Clue and Candyland to I would see Ticket to Ride on there, also mm -hmm. great game. <clears throat> Seven Wonders, Betrayal at the House on the Hill. I mean like, you know, real nerd shit. And um. Uh, right, right, right. That you uh, Target has King of Tokyo was designed by Richard Garfield, same guy who designed Magic the Gathering, and huh. but it's it's basically it takes the Yahtzee dice mechanic, and 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 you know where you get you know five dice, three rolls, keep or pick up as many as you like, except yeah. the what symbols or numbers you keep de uh, determines the performance of a super monster you have in the game, a Godzilla or a giant Kraken, and you just pound the shit out of each other and um and its rules are well written oh uh -huh. well that's very helpful yeah the uh the, the target the the board game opportunities and options down there were are pretty impressive um and you know people are stuck inside uh, and they can only look at screens so many times i mean i'm glad we're not doing a video because just so many screens all the time and so many people are working with just screen 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 uh, a board game is is a welcome relief. Yeah, I can I can I can. How many times do you think this was shouted in America, in a four bedroom house, roundabout May, when it was maybe somebody had a window cracked and you could, and you know, and, and this is right about the time they're ready to you know go pick up signs and, and protest because they can't get haircuts or go or go to Red Robin. Is you could probably hear somebody like in the middle of a pitched argument going. We've already done all the puzzles, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Mount Rushmore one? Damn it, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could pick up this. What's this? K10? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. It well, sounds foreign. Claws to, I don't know. It sounds foreign. I, I don't, what about the Star Wars Monopoly? Anyway. Oh, wow. That's terrible. You know that... Um, uh, Start, uh, last time I checked, Monopoly, which debuted in the mid-30s, is still America's number one selling board game. Yeah, I think it was 30% of the sales, wasn't it? Ridiculous. It's, it's like, imagine like, imagine like the, uh, you know, the number one song in 1935 still being the number one song. Anyway, 
Capshaw Holt has been here calling in from the riot ravaged plains of LA uh, to, to talk to talk to us about he and his wife's him and his wife's um, mm. experience with picking up and learning their first hobby game, uh, the, the infamous board uh, gateway game for almost everybody, Settlers of Catan. Capshaw, uh, good stuff, man. I'm, let's do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. I will, uh, if, if we can suffer through the Godzilla game, uh, I will happily report on that. Oh, I learned how to pronounce it also in Japanese. Uh, my friend speaks Japanese. She's like, no, it's Gojira. Gojira. That was interesting. Gojira. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, if nothing else, and now I can, I can pronounce it properly. You know, it, it's good. It's one, and if you do figure out the Godzilla thing, do report back because that's something that's uh, not in any of our collections and we know nothing about it. So if you want to. Oh quote-unquote break a game uh, to us, but we'll, we'd love to have you back, Mr. Holt. Perfect. Uh, well, thanks for, uh, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, and may you always roll double sixes. And back to you, may you fight long and well. <laughs> Adios, Holmes. Later. Track of the week. Hey, Mortarian is back. Oh, wait, I forgot. I called myself uh, High Clearance Meat Sack during Game of the Week, and I'm Mortarian again. Ah, well, such is the way of things. Track of the Week. So, I find it, find it immensely appealing when, rather than try to explain their way around negative stereotypes, they just go right at it and own it. Like uh, the best example in my mind being like Sean Price, rest in peace, did on Monkey Bars. And, you know, with the whole kind of take me in, what, you call me an ape? He's like, you damn right. Big silverback coming through. Get out of my way. Oof. There's some spirit of that in this. Uh, and um, it's, uh, it's by Dead Prez. It's called Pimp the System, and it's an unapologetic step-by-step -step guide of how people who are hungry or have their electricity turned off do scams to uh, make a living and or keep from starving or losing your home, such as in this verse. Drugs to me, so I ain't waiting for the system to plug up these holes. I ain't slipping through the cracks. So I'm in Portland, Oregon, trying to slip you these raps. The first black in the suburbs, you think I had ecstasy, Percocet, and plus serve. The way the cops converge, they fucked up my swerve. The first young buck that I serve, I throw it back to the block. I never seen a cop when I was out there, they never came out there. And out there, I was slinging crack to live. I'm only slinging rap to your kids. I'm only trying to show you how black niggas live. But you don't want your little ones acting like this. Little Amy told Becky, Becky told Jenny. And that's one of the, there, there it is. I make no apologies for it. And, and on this track, neither does Dead Prez. And this is the thing about today's political debate that I notice among my fellow white people, which is they'll focus on stuff like this and go, hey, that's wrong, while their supposed betters are stealing 10 times that much daily, broad daylight, with no consequences. So the question is, do you have more sympathy for somebody with nothing who hustles to get something 
or somebody born with everything who cheats to get more. This has been Breakup Gaming Society. want to thank my host, uh, Capshaw Shawshank Capcom Redemption. And we'll be back next time. Until then, fight long and well, would you?